This week's podcast takes place in a car. We were doing a wholesale partner trip, and on the way back, Jared and I costed Mark with the question that I always want to know from all of our team members. Why the hell do you want to work here? Why are you still here? What keeps you here? There's so many other options. There's so many other places to work. There are certainly better people to work for than me. So why are you here? Had a great conversation with him, pressed him a little bit. I think it's really interesting to hear someone's journey and to think about the choices that we all have in where we want to work and what we're giving up to choose the path that we want to pick. So give it a listen. Here is Mark Gessler, Wholesale Partner Program and Director of Coffee at Cat and Cloud on the hot seat. All right. Mark, are you ready for this? How long have you been working here? (laughs) I've been working for Cat and Cloud since... May or June of 2017, so six and a half years. So, six, time to go to dinner. Six and a half years. I'm gonna hand this to you. You're gonna hold it for a second. Why are you still here? That's a that's a big question. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the belief that you're talking about is a huge aspect of it. I believe in, like, not just the like things that we pursue and that we work on but how we go about doing them and I I think more than anything the thing that's kept me here is like I've been here to see us grow from single cafe with a roastery in a garage carport to the retail cafes we have you know four cafes in Santa Cruz the standalone roastery moving into a bigger roastery growing wholesale and it's not always sunshine and daisies you know it's like there's hard times that happen from the world there's you know, probably mistakes that we make, like definitely mistakes that we make. But I think the thing that keeps me around is our constant learning from those situations and adjustment and course correcting and kind of the understanding that we're always in pursuit of what we believe in, you know, which is inspiring those connections, creating memorable experiences and just giving people those moments of joy, <coughs> excuse me, giving people those moments of joy from something as like simple as a cup of coffee which is not simple at all, actually. So that part's also exciting. I love being able to get to work with this, like, complex product and share that with people that are excited about it. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I got off off the rails a little bit there, but that's that's generally what keeps me around. So what, uh, what I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to poke you a little bit more, get into some more specificity. So with your first point where it's like, cool, you've got to see the progression of the business from single cafe, less employees to, you know, where we are now, plus all the hard times, challenges, and those things. But that kind of exists in a lot of places, right? You could see that in a lot of different business environments. What What is different about this one? Aside, you know, we'll take it for granted for a second. Maybe we don't have to take it for granted. Like, you generally like coffee. Um, well, you know, what else? You could work a lot of places. What's going on here? Yeah, I mean, well, there, there's the functional aspect of it where it's like, it's a company that aligns with what I believe in and what I want to do at work on most days. You know, it's different every single day, which I like. Wait, but what it, is that? What do you believe in? What do you want to do? I want to be able to help, like, I want to be able to bring positive experiences and bring any amount of joy to people's days, you know? It's like one of my favorite things about working in the partner program is like when a mistake happens or something doesn't go to plan and then we get to like make someone's day by making it better just like that you know that's to me like one of the best things where you can take a negative and make a positive out of it 
but yeah, I, I don't know. I just like being able to connect with people that are truly excited about the product that they're doing. They're serving people. You know, I, I think like acts of service is something that's always been a big part of my life. And it's also like one of my ways of, you know, primary, like if you want to, you want to call it a love language, maybe it's my love language, but those acts of service and like taking care of the people around you and in your community, that's something that's really important to me. And that's one of the best things for me about working in the partner program is I get to see all these little slices of life from our partners and how they get to do that. And then how we get to share how we do that and learn from them and how they do that. There's this whole ecosystem of sharing insights, experiences, the way people engage in their businesses, the way we see people engage with our business. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like I got off track there, but that's, that's the thing that really like excites me, like getting to interact with people and having those moments of connection, like doing the tasting we just did, having those actual like in-person things where it's like, even if it's, you don't know exactly what you're stepping into, you have the ability to maybe melt someone's mind, share some good coffee. That gets me excited. So, I mean, I think we have kind of the ultimate canvas for answering this question. I think there's a place for so many different kinds of people to want to stay and be a part of Cat and Cloud. And I think very much of it comes down to the concept of like the culture is what you curate and create it to be as you starting, I guess, with you, you myself and Charles, but also the leaders thereafter. Whatever we help people to see and focus on is what they will be able to tap into. And I genuinely think that our company has the ability to and has done a lot of what you're talking about, Mark, right? There's, there's, there's people who will enjoy leaning into coffee quality, there's hospitality, there's all, all of our values, which, you know, hopefully we consistently and continuously get better at leaning into those and helping people to see how to engage with them. But there's also something to be said about how it just feels to be at work every single day. And a lot of people, probably most people, take it for granted until they don't work at a place like ours and I think that's something that I really enjoy about you know this May the other day was talking about it so I graduated like I'm supposed to go get a different job but I love working here I just love it like everybody I work with is amazing I get challenged and I wrote a little bit about this over the holiday week on not wrote but I like sent a little ping out saying you know thank you to everybody in our company in the virtual cafe because I think that's something that is overlooked in the world. I think there's a lot of people who have jobs and they make a shit ton of money and they hate their lives every single day because they hate their job. And again, that's not money's not the only reason, but there's also how does it feel to work with and around the people you work with? And then for leaders, what do we, what could we tap into that makes this company amazing and special every single day? And that I think with the creativity, the curation and the ability to paint those pictures and, and draw focus allows so many different kinds of people to find value and forms of longevity in the day-to-day -to -day too, as well as like the long haul if they decide to be the kind of person who maybe wants to work their way up, you know, and try different jobs. Yeah, I don't disagree. I'm still not satisfied with Mark's answer though. <laughs> so let's, let's get closer to the truth on this one because Let's say that uh, acts of service are, that is your love language. Let's say you love being able to do that. Again, you're a smart guy, college degree, 
you could perform acts of service at lots of different places. So let's let's take it from a different angle. What was your worst day at work? Can you tell me about that? <laughs> do I have to? <laughs> you don't have to do anything. No, I'm well, okay, let me let me speak to the other aspect of it. I love Cat and Cloud. I love Santa Cruz. I love the place that we are. Like I the so many people that live in Santa Cruz don't necessarily work in Santa Cruz. It's a really expensive place to live, but my family is here as we've been in the area for a long time. My partner's family is there. There's something beautiful to me about being able to help grow this company that isn't the place that I call home. You know, that's the probably like that coupled with it aligning with the work that I like to do is it, you know, cause it's always, work should always be a balance of like having a job that you don't hate and that you enjoy and you feel challenged by, but also like not dreading going to every day. But then it also needs to be in a place and align with the type of life that you want to live. So there's, yeah, there's like a ton of aspects of work that actually align with what I do. You know, I've been gone from working in the cafe and, you know, not really having say over like schedule or time off and kind of going along with the flow of that. But I've been able to like work with this company long enough to gain, you know, the ability to have trust, autonomy, like so many things. So it, it aligns really well with my life. And I think that's a huge aspect of it. I think our work needs to align with the lifestyle that we want to work, you know, and I, I talk, I have a bunch of friends that, you know, went, I graduated from school with and went and worked in San Francisco and in tech and stuff. And some of them have jobs that they really like. And a lot of them have jobs that they really don't like, and they all make a lot more money than me. But at the same time, we, when we talk about things, they're always like, yeah, but you're so lucky that you get to do something that really, you know, you're passionate about in this. And that's something that I've their perspective on it has stopped me from taking it for granted. And I also just recently, when I was in, I went on a family vacation, like also going on a family vacation with just your mom and dad when you're 29 years old is a really cathartic experience. If you have the ability, would strongly recommend. But me and my parents went to Hawaii and every single year when I was growing up, we went to the same place for two weeks. It was like the one vacation we did together every year. And I didn't really think about it when I was a kid, you know, it was just like, oh yeah, we're going to going on the vacation. Awesome. Like super fortunate, super super privileged to be able to do that but I didn't really think about like why we went to this one place and this year when we were in Hawaii I was talking to my mom about it and she was like those two weeks were like the only two weeks that I got of PTO per year from my job and she worked in like early tech industry and like management and sales not technical know-how but with people and she was talking about on this recent trip how she really did not like her job did not feel inspired by it did not feel connected to it but she did it and showed up every day and provided for our family in an amazing way. So we were talking about this in the context of like how important this trip to her was because this was like her one time to fully disconnect. And the flip side of that was her being talking about how she's really happy for me that I get to work in a, like work in a job that fills me up in a different type of way. You know, I might not make as much money. I might not be, you know, in that tier of tech or whatever, but I get to, learn so much as well from you know working with this company as it grows and yeah i don't know so it's i think there's two sides to every coin and this is the one the this is the side of the coin that i found that really speaks to me and my lifestyle and what's in my heart i guess oh is that better is that better satisfied? that was pretty good I, I i still want to know about your worst day at work <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, the, wor the worst is when you do everything you can to communicate clearly and you do everything you can to... No, 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 no. It's got to be specific. That's, you're talking about ideas. One day, <laughs> Chris Baca walked into the office. We, we had a scenario where I made a decision that 
did not resonate well with another wholesale partner. We agreed to supply coffee to another business that was in somewhat of a proximity to another partner. Now we had had a conversation, like an initial conversation with our existing partner to see if they were okay, they were okay with it. And you know, right off the bat, they were like, yeah, that shouldn't hurt our business, we're okay with it. But I think as they sat on it, it didn't sit right with them. And that resulted in us losing in a really amaz amazing partner, you know, for, for something that didn't even pan out, you know, because they also did not want to make waves in their business. So we ended up losing both potential partnerships, but what struck me the wrong way about it was because I, I always wonder if the communication that I did could have been better about that, or if I had been a better listener to how the initial conversation went, we could have done differently and continued working with what's an amazing business. You know, they were, I still love to see what they're posting on social media and, you know, what they create and offer to their community. I, I think it's great, you know, so that, that really was a really bad day at work because it really, it hurt me because A, it's like, I did something that rubbed one of our partners the wrong way, which is something I never want to do. I always want to take care of the people that we work with. But then it was also like, what did I do that, you know, what, what did I fuck up on? Like, how could have I been better in that scenario? So that was one of my worst days at work, but it was the result of maybe not being a good listener, maybe just being excited about another opportunity and not hearing our existing partner in the best way. So yeah. maybe just assuming that, you know, they, they didn't realize they were competing with McDonald's, you know, <laughs> our newest wholesale partner, McDonald's. Just kidding. What do you, what do you think? So you talked about some of the stuff that you learned from that, which all seems to align with what you spoke about before in terms of being of service, helping people out. How often, that's a that's a big, you know, I asked you for your work days, worst day, so that's kind of a, a big miss. How often do you have things like that come up where you're just like, okay, this was a weird situation, but now I get to put another tool in my memory bank? Because I'm assuming that you would approach a lot of things differently now. Like, is that, is, when those things happen, are you actively logging them, taking note of them, or you know what I mean? How, how do you digest all of your learnings? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going in and updating our SOPs based off that, but it definitely plants a seed inside of me that continues to grow, and you know, that's something that I'll try to pass along to the people that we work with. Like, it's definitely informed the way we connect with our existing partners when people close to them reach out. You know, that's something that Gene and I have definitely talked about, and something that we are always striving to be aware of because every just like you said like every situation that makes you feel that way like something didn't go the way it should have or go the right way or you know it's an opportunity to learn and I, I think the learning is more internalized and something that then I can pass along to myself and you know people on my team to how we can continue to like serve our partners in the best way you know or a better way rather because it's always it's always refining you know we're always you're striving for perfect but perfect is an unattainable thing you're shooting for it but not getting there but always trying so in the context of that scenario were you then like what what actually changed you know did you do you ask a couple more questions now do you you know what because what i'm hearing as well right there's there's the learning aspect of potentially whatever being young maybe not picking up on nuance maybe you did right like you don't know you stupid kid yeah so well, <laughs> no, no but that's I, what you're doing to yourself right think, i'm hearing you say that about yourself you're like what you know but what yeah so what what changed on the other side i think i was excited and i started the communication with the other business before i had a conversation with our partner now i didn't make any cut and dry decisions i was still like i need to talk to our existing partner about this but i started to have that conversation and i sent samples now and for context I'll send samples or give coffee samples to people, not just to try to get them to buy our coffee, but because I like sharing a product that I'm excited about. Right. There's someone out there that I know likes coffee. 
we have really good coffee that I want to share and I want to get out there. So I think the sending of the samples early as well as talking to them, having a deeper conversation with them initially was an aspect of it for sure. Um, but again, yeah, I think also just asking the right questions, really actively listening, like not just approaching it from the perspective of like something that what we really learned from this is like two businesses can be really close to each other that serve our coffee. And sometimes it will have a direct negative impact on the business. And sometimes it absolutely won't, you know, if like two businesses don't directly compete with each other, they're not going to pull from each other's guests, but that still might not sit right with someone else. You know, someone might be looking to offer their community a exclusive or a unique thing. And that's something that we need to consider because from mm. our perspective, it's like, oh, it's like, we're not hurting. That's not going to hurt your business. So it should be totally fine. You know, it's exposes our product to new and more people, but you need to check in with the actual humans behind it. Cause we're all people and especially business owners, like you're looking to offer an intentional experience to your community for the most part, or at least in this context, they definitely were. You know, so that was a learning experience is to really like ask more questions, just get to the core of like what's important to you. Cause we have mm. other partners that like have, you know, other cafes in their neighborhood that serve our coffee and they don't mind, you know, they know and have like, they know that their experience is going to align with it, whether it's our coffee or not. You know, it's like, I, I like to think and believe and know that our coffee adds to that, but that's not the only thing that makes it special. And, you know, I think some people want a little bit more um, protection around that potentially. Yeah. And I don't even, you said it, earlier it's not even really protection because what we're talking about is how does it feel like what is the feeling that that person wants to have you know it doesn't matter what the reality is because we're not really that rational if the reality is it's not going to take away from any of your business at all but it still feels bad to that person then it's not a good move right. you know so to sit there and like you're approaching it with this certain degree of empathy because we have a partnership already and obviously you're inspired by service, you're inspired by taking care of people, you want to do that, it's it's not going to do you any favors to go in there and say, look, we have the data, you're in a five blocks here, these are different customers, I can prove to you without a doubt that your business won't be affected, because that's not what people are asking for. <laughs> They're not asking for reassurance. They're being like, hey, like, just care about me? Yeah, I just please, I value you, will you value me? You know, And different people have different takes on that. Yeah. Mm. So that was your worst day at work because your acts of service, which were so pure and true, backfired and you were doing such a good job but still. Even, even that though, it's like good, other good things. It's like, that's the other thing where it's like, I still was able to like, we still built a relationship. Like the other business didn't work out, but I'm, we were able to make a connection with someone in that community that also really loves our coffee and really messes around and like, not mess around, really fucks with what we do. You know, they really, they really, they really vibe with our culture. They really are about it. And you know, that's someone that I've been able to also maintain a relationship with. So that's, you know, it, it's like, I don't want to be like the, the gatekeeper of who can engage with our product. Like that's my thing. I want to be able to like connect with the people that are excited about what we do, whether it's what we do culturally, what we do coffee wise, like those are the things that I want to share moments over, you know, and be able to like represent in the best possible way. So it, it's still like, even that it's like, there was learning that came from that, but it's still like, also like another good, like relationship came out of that and a good, you know, person that I enjoy talking to and connecting with and now has a business that serves our coffee in that community. Mm. So, you know, it's, there, there's always like a flip side and it's like, you can, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but like, as long as you learn from something and then can find the best path forward, like that's, to me, that's the important thing. Cause I don't know, otherwise I'll just end up harping on what went wrong and that's no good. That doesn't do anybody any good. No, I think you can take your time to learn what you learned and there's a lot of nuance to that for sure. And moving forward, you, what you knew then you knew and you know a lot more and a lot differently now. And that was what, five years ago, we'll say, give or take. 
or less, but whatever, you know, like, you know, you know a lot differently now. And that's, that's part of the whole gig, right? You do better now. What do you think has changed the most in your personal life because of your work? What are some, are you applying? Actually, that's scratch that question. We're not even asked that question. (laughs) Mark now versus, you know, 2017 Mark. What are some of these big things that you've put in your, your knowledge belt from having the experiences you've had here? Yeah, I mean, it's you start, it, it all started in the cafe, which is taking care of people, but it's getting past that initial layer of what, like, what someone needs or what someone, like, needs in that immediate moment. It's, like, looking at the bigger picture of what's, like, the full scope of what really, like, takes care of someone. You know, because like you're in the cafe, you see someone like that's lost. They're maybe walking around with a cup of coffee that doesn't have a lid on it. And there looks like they're looking for something like, great. You're looking for cream and sugar. Maybe you're looking for a lid. Maybe you're looking for a stir stick, whatever you're looking for. And it's like, you can point them in that direction. But maybe the bigger thing to take away from that is like, okay, how can we like set our guests up for success from the first step? You know, what can you do to like teach your people to, hey, yeah, like here's your cup of coffee, condiments and lids are right over there and guide someone through the experience. So that's just like a micro level coming from the cafe. But I think the same thing applies for the partner program. You know, it's like, it's listening and like hearing what people's immediate needs are, like what's the thing that they need, you know, from us and what they're asking for, but then trying to get a sense of what the bigger picture is of like, okay, what do you, what would be like helpful for you on the next level? You know, what like helps your problems not be problems in the longer run. So that's, I definitely say something that I've, has been learned through working with many businesses around the country, in our community, like all over the place and just actively listening and trying to like hear the, the second layer, you know, or the deeper layer, not just like what's being asked for. Oh, well, you might as well hold on to the mic, Mark. Uh, yeah. Mike, Mark. Mike, Mark. Because you and I are about to go into like Gene as well, who's driving and focused so well, white knuckling it. We're about to go into like a room for two days and talk about the next portion of our future of wholesale partner program world. And I'm wondering, a little foreshadowing, but like, what are some of the things going on in your mind? What are some of the things you're excited about? Maybe through the, about conversing about tomorrow, but maybe even just that you might throw out into the ether. What is, what's going on in your brain for the future as the person who runs the wholesale program? Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity for some of my beliefs to be challenged, hopefully, you know? and just get a different perspective on what we do, like working with, you know, each other and like experts in this field essentially. But I I just want to know that the way we're approaching it and thinking about things is the correct way because we've been incredibly fortunate with our wholesale where so much of it is inbound, you know, like we, because of this podcast and, you know, YouTube and like social media and all these things, people come to us and are seeking us out. And then my job is to take care of them essentially, you know, make sure they get the best experience, the best, most accurate representation of like everything that we have to offer from coffee to service to equipment, whatever it might be. So I'm excited to learn about what we can do more to reach more people potentially, because I think we have some really amazing organic avenues of going through that. And then I'm also just want to make sure that I'm not missing something, you know, because that's that's the biggest thing that I'm afraid of is that there's an aspect of this that's maybe a blind spot for me, you know, that I just don't inherently go to for my experience initially because, you know, it's like I had never done my first job ever was as a sales associate at 
the van store in the Capitola Mall in Santa Cruz, you know? Now it's like, again, that's something where it's like, people are coming to you. You're not going out there and cold calling. You're not standing outside of the door in a giant shoe costume, like trying to go draw people in. You're taking care of the people that come from you. So for my first working experience, that's my, been my goal. And I'm excited about the potential opportunity to learn different or new things that we could do to serve more people. With, uh, wait, the van store. What are some of the things though, you're in the van store, what are some of the things that you were taught or that were done there that you maybe saw led to certain shoes or sales? What were some of those things? Yeah, absolutely. So my thing is if I am genuinely excited about like whether it's a product or an idea, like I, I don't feel like I'm doing sales. I think uh -huh. I'm just getting to like talk about something that I legitimately like. So I would always, maybe this is a negative on my part, but I would always try to guide people towards the stuff that I enjoyed wearing, you know? Obviously you're getting a gauge on their style and what they wear, but then finding the version of that that suits them. Um, mm -hmm. I like that. Also just being able to speak to the longevity of it. I think I was able to get more people into shoes because I would talk about it in the way of like, that shoe looks great now, but it's also gonna look better in three months once it's broken in and a little bit thrashed. You know, uh -huh. that's gonna be the best. Cause that's, you know, it's a pair of Vans, you know, you gotta, they're kick around shoes, you know, it's shoes that you wanna beat up and Kicker. get that character into. So I think just like speaking authentically to the things that excite me. And that's, I think the core of like what I get to do is like, I'm just genuinely enthused and excited about what we have to offer, you know? Mm -hmm. So I get to speak about it in a really authentic way. Like I feel sometimes like I can, I'll, I'll do this a lot where I realize I'm ranting and I'll be like, oh, let me get off my soapbox. But that's the moment where it's like, I don't feel like I was on a soapbox. I feel like I was just genuinely excited and talking about something, you know, the same way you talk about a movie that you saw that was like, holy shit, did you see that? And this happened and that was going on and it was wild. Like, I don't even know if I liked it, but it was cool, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where it's like, so that's, I don't know. That's to me is the difference. Like I've never felt like I'm in an inherently like sales job. Like I've never felt like I'm trying to, like trying to like shove something down someone's throat. I just want to represent something in the best possible way. And if it sounds like it's the right fit, amazing. Let's make it happen together. What might be a, yeah, you're, I know, I just keep asking you questions. You keep wanting to hand the mic back, but it's not happening. <laughs> What's a brand that you feel like does a good job at selling? And if you're gonna say Nike for shoes, I know you go crazy, I want to know more more than just like you like Nikes. Yeah, I'm actually not gonna go any sneaker company route. I think a lot of, oh, I love sneakers, but I, I would, I'm actually gonna talk about Patagonia, which is one of my other favorite companies. Patagonia sells so much stuff and their biggest marketing message is like, don't buy this if you don't need it, you know? So there's a brand ethos aspect of what they do surrounding conservation, surrounding creating product that's going to last in this world and carry on like past maybe your time with it. And that's just something that I really, really resonate with. You know, the idea that something will take care of us for a long time. Um, I actually just recently had a really amazing experience there where I had a, uh, I had like a down puffy jacket that uh, a seam like inside the pocket had split open. So I took it into the Patagonia store. They have a lifetime warranty on all their stuff and I wanted to get it repaired. Like I wasn't even trying to like warranty it and get it replaced. And they looked at it, and this is in the this is in the springtime of this year, by the way. This is in like April or May, not the time of year that you need a puffy jacket. So I brought it in, and they were like, "Yeah, like it's gonna take a really long time to get it back. Like it's they're really backed up. But what you can do is we will warranty it for you. So go grab a brand new one off the shelf, and then we'll still repair this and put it on our Warnware site, which is the site where they sell lightly used or repaired gear. 
And I was like, okay, that's amazing. Then I know this product is gonna go out and someone else will get to enjoy it, but then I get a brand new one for myself. So that happened, and now, two weeks ago, or maybe just last week actually, it got cold. So I went to grab that puffy jacket out of my closet, you know, and I grabbed the same size that I had before, but I didn't realize it was a new model that had a different cut. So when I went to put it on over a hoodie, it was like uncomfortably tight. And I was just like, no, I just got this new jacket. Like I want it to be perfect. I want to wear it, it's cold out. So that day after work, I swung by the Patagonia store and I was like, hey, like what could I get for like trade-in value on this? Cause they buy gear for the Warnware site now. And the person working there was just like, so we only do like 60 bucks for this jacket. And you know, it's like a plus $200 jacket. And I was planning on just getting trade-in value and then buying the new one in my size. Cause that was my mistake. I should have tried it on previously. And the guy was like, you can get you like 60 bucks for it, but do you live in town? Like, do you, have, do you have the jacket with you? And I'm like, I don't have it with me. And he's like, can you go home and get it and bring it back right now? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And he's like, do that and I'll get you taken care of. So I like battle through traffic, like takes me like a full like hour and a half. There was like, don't even get me started about east side traffic in Santa Cruz right now. Don't even get Deep cut, it's happening. Roads are repaved and it's nice. Anywho, <laughs> but I bring the jacket back and I like, he's like, okay, cool. Go grab the one you want off the shelf. And I like go grab the jacket my size. And he starts looking at it and he's scanning things around and he's kind of got a little furrowed look on his face. And then he just like pulls my old jacket back and slides the new one forward. And he was just like, oops, I tripped and I slipped and I just exchanged the jacket for you. So take this brand new jacket with you. And it, it's just those little things where it's like, I didn't ask for more. Like I wasn't asking for those things. You know, I wasn't asking, I wasn't trying to get like special treatment. I wasn't trying to, you know, get a brand new jacket out of it, but they just inherently saw that, you know, they wanted me to have a product that I got the most joy out of. That was at the core of what the guy said. And I don't know. That's stuff like that really resonates with me. Mm. Patagonia. I'm <laughs> Patagonia. Patagonia. That's huge. I guess you can add it back to Chris now. That's a great answer. <laughs> I love hearing you talk, man. I'm feeling really excited. <laughs> I don't know. Where do we go from here? I we're almost home. I think we're good, man. <laughs> I think we're good, man. Hey, everyone. That's the podcast for the week. Thanks so much for listening. If you heard something that inspired you, let us know or tell a friend. These are the types of connections that are the most important to us and that we seek to create every day. If there's something you heard and you want to know more about, send us an email to podcast at catandcloud.com or head to our website, catandcloud.com slash podcast and let us know. While you're on our site, check out everything we have to offer. Dive deep into one of our single origin coffees or pick up a little treat for yourself. We have something for everyone, so check it out. Also, find us in the usual places, YouTube, Instagram. We're always there sharing amazing things. All right, that's it. Thanks everyone for being awesome. We'll be back next week. <laughs>